Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us here at Super Talk Mississippi or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee. How? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good call. Uh, th- this yeah, time I'm trying to get ahead of it before you that. get through with it. I appreciate that. Accountability, my friend. Accountability. It's we a, need accountability partners. Bru- yes. Yes, you, you're my accountability buddy. Yes. There you go. We, we both keep each other humble. We really do. We really do. Considering that our last Twitter conversation was, I'll whip your ass, and yours, your reply was, bring it on, old man. <laughs> uh, it yeah. wasn't on Twitter. That was in private. Oh, yeah, a text conversation, I mean to say. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, not private anymore. I uh, want to thank our sponsors over at College. No, Ma- I didn't cuss, Mom. That was no, no, that was me. I said that. I said that, Juju. I'm sorry. Uh, College Corner. CollegeCornerStore.com <laughs> is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Whatever it is, if you're looking for clothes, they have an incredible selection of polos, T-shirts, and hats. But if you're just looking for something for your car, your house, your tailgate, whatever it is, maroon and white, it's there at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starbucks flagship restaurant where Robbie Falk just returned from. Sunday brunch at Restaurant Tyler. That would have, what a treat. When I was on the way to church, there was a line wrapped around the, the building. I believe it. And that was for, you know, breakfast, brunch, whatever. Yeah. And then when I got there after church, there was still a line there. Mm-hmm. So. From you know nine o'clock or whatever it was until about noon, it was slam packed. I, I believe, and it. I had a fantastic catfish lunch. Ooh, in which I told them before they could even ask, yes, I would like crawfish. Oh, sauce. <laughs> While I've got you here, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. On, on behalf of the world, would yes, yes, would like crawfish sauce on my fried catfish. I, I agree with you. A fine choice. You had a fine brunch. You can do that every weekend right here in Starkville at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations located throughout central Mississippi, ready to serve you. Guys, commu- banking within your community, it's just as important as shopping and eating locally. It is just a big deal, and you need to be doing it. And if you live in central Mississippi, chances are there is a Priority One Bank location near you and you can build that relationship that when you want to talk to somebody about a loan you're talking to somebody you know somebody you've dealt with somebody you see at church somebody you see at lunch somebody whose kids go to the same school as yours not some corporate bank that they people don't know you there so it's an easy it's an easy solution i suggest you take advantage of it let priority one bank make you their priority lsu 41 mississippi state 14 yeah, a day at Davis Wade Stadium where if you can find a positive, you are trying too hard. There was not a lot good that can be taken away from that game. Was there any good that can be taken away? What about from what should we take away from that game? Let's find out from the man who knows best. Here it comes. Tell him, Falk. Well, <laughs> every time. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad, bad, bad. In every single sense, that was an absolutely putrid. Hey! That's gimmick in French. Ball game by Mississippi State. Unprepared. um, Really looked light years difference from a 
Has, has my microphone been off the whole time? No, I, the phone uh, speaker was on. That was what was causing that. Okay, that behind the scenes, we've been trying to fix this. Whatever's going on in our headphones the there whole time. Is. There we go. Okay, I saw that. I, I was like, "Why is that on?" That's not that. There. There we go. Now okay, so, so back to back to the game. Yeah. Um, the team looked unprepared. The team looked hesitant. The team looked like they were light years away from LSU, and that's the that's the honest truth. That's what we all saw in the stadium, and that shouldn't happen at this stage of your program at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. LSU is ahead of Mississippi State in a large way as a program. There's there's no doubt about that. They have a top 10 uh, roster. Mississippi State's in the top 30, but they're separated by a lot. They have a much more talented roster. They have a more experienced and better coaching staff right now, let's be honest. Brian Kelly is the winningest coach right now actively in NCAA football. By percentage? Yes. Yeah. No, by wins. He can't have more wins than Nick Saban. He does. Are you serious? Yes. I but he's also coached several more years than Nick Saban, I believe. The the NFL stint cost it. Yes. I did not know. i got to look at it. Not that I don't believe you, but i got to look yeah, that go up. go ahead. He's closing on 300 wins. Um, but anyway, Mississippi State, this has been a competitive series with LSU, and yesterday looked like 2005. It, it looked like Mississippi State versus LSU when Sylvester Croom was leading the team on the field that was coached by you know Nick Saban. So what happened is the big question. You're wrong. What? So uh, he has 275, Kelly, and Saban has 282. Okay, but that's not, that's not counting his um, – I've counted his uh, uh, Grand Valley State or whatever – this is overall. That's, that's counting his Grand Valley yeah. State or whatever yeah. it was? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, unless Wikipedia's lying to me. Okay, LSU's game notes are wrong then. Um, anyway. They, they what, lied to us. Stop interrupting me. I'm sorry, I had to get that out there. Okay. Um, so, let's start with the offense. Yeah. And we're going to dig deeper in the things that are true. It's an absolute disaster right now. Bloody shambles. So I was willing to give them one more week just to see how the offense moved forward after the Arizona game. Complete disaster yesterday. Offensive line couldn't block. Will Rogers couldn't get the ball to, to receivers when those opportunities were there. They couldn't run the ball as effectively as they needed to. The flow of this offense is bad right now, and I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a Will Rogers issue. I don't know if it's a play calling issue for Kevin Barbe. But what is this team's identity on that side of the ball. That is a huge problem. One day you're running the ball 39 times and you're passing it 17 and everybody's screaming to pass the football. The next day you're throwing it 28 times and you can't get the ball to the receivers. So there is no flow in the offense. Defenses are the last two weeks have adjusted to Mississippi State's offense and there's been you know, no adjustment from Mississippi State in that regard. I don't think that you can move forward doing the same thing. There's there's no way that you can do the same thing and have any kind of success in the SEC. So whether that's Mike Wright gets a, a couple of possessions to see what he has or you just go all in on, on something and you create your own identity, State's got to figure it out. But you can't do what you did the last two weeks. It can't happen. And I, I like this offense. I think I've said it, the potential is there for this offense to be really good. But the last two weeks has been as bad as we've seen in the last, you know, twenty years. I mean, it's just it's it's not a good offense the way it's currently being run. And we've been we were very um, uh, not really against the ERA, but we were critical of it at times whenever it was being run at Mississippi State. This offense is is no different, and in some instances, it's worse. You had seven yards for a quarter and a half. Seven yards of offense, and 12 of those came in the first play of the game, which means you had negative five after that over the next four possessions. Mm -hmm. This isn't LSU's defense with Patrick Peterson and the Honey Badger and, you know, Glenn Dorsey. And that, like, this isn't their, this isn't that defense that you're going up against. Mississippi State had no business putting that offense on the field yesterday. Defensively, I feel like that. I think feel like the defense is getting a little bit of a pass because the offense has been so bad. The defense was equally as bad yesterday, 
absolutely atrocious against the one guy that you had to game plan for at wide receiver in Malik Neighbors. He destroyed the secondary. You got safeties out there on an island with him, which should never happen. He absolutely torched them. Jaden Daniels looked like, you know, the Josh Allen. I mean, you, like I, I feel like Jaden Daniels is a, is a very good quarterback in his own right, but when he's in the pocket and you're forcing him to to beat you with his arm, a lot of times you can have success defensively. Mississippi State did last year. In this game, he was thirty for thirty four. He was throwing underneath routes, wide open receivers, so you were getting no pressure on him, and then nobody was guarded. So the defense is is another thing that's just a cluster right now that has to be fixed. It was just all around bad. And Zach Arnett comes out and says, we're just not, we don't have a good game plan. We, we're not doing our jobs. Well, this is three weeks that he said that. that. That's a problem, Brian. That is a serious problem. We talked about Chris Lamona saying, I don't know about certain things, how to fix it. When your head coach doesn't know or he's constantly saying, you know, this is our problem, we're not doing things right, that is an issue. That has to be rectified. That has to be fixed. Mississippi State cannot have leadership constantly saying that they're not putting their players in the best position to succeed. If you're three weeks into this and you're doing the same thing, that is an issue. It has to be addressed. It has to be fixed. They have to start getting the ball into playmakers' hands and building around the strengths of your team and not forcing whatever they're trying to force on players and putting yourself in a bad position because right now – it is uh, it's a disaster, and we got guys like Tulu Griffin. Um, we had, we we haven't seen Creed Whittemore hardly touch the field in two weeks after he was one of the best freshmen in the country in week one. And I realize you got a couple of slot guys ahead of him or whatever, but where is he? Where where is Xavion Thomas? He's not touching the ball. Where are the where are your playmakers? What what's you're wasting these guys out there on the field? running this offense, so something has to change. There's no question about that last sentence, right? Because you can't just keep doing the same thing. That, that is the definition of insanity. I know people love to say that, but it's the truth. That if you just keep going out there and going out there, and you're like, well, we're just not going to change anything. And when I say change, I mean change. I don't mean, you know, we're going to maybe move a couple linemen around. I mean change. So we'll see if that happens or not. Uh but good start. That's what, what you hit on a lot of, of points there, and that, that I'm about to hit on as well. Probably we'll dig back in. Oh yeah, we we plenty of meat on the bone. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we'll get into it now. But that's uh, brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. It's still football season. It's still grilling season. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. So if you're trying to to enjoy yourself this football season. The food might be the way to go that way. So grab a steak, grab some burgers, cook it up. It'll be fantastic. Talk to your guys at the butcher shops and the meat markets. They've got the great deals. They've got the great cuts. They know how to hook you up. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I was at Two Brothers Friday night. I mean, place was packed. Everybody was enjoying food. Everybody was enjoying a good time. The Cotton District was rocking. It was a lot of fun. I suggest that you go there next time you are in Starkville. So if you live here in Starkville, you need to make that a weekly occurrence. If you're coming up for football games, Two Brothers needs to be on your list. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District, a Bulldog Initiative business. Lord knows the Bulldog Initiative is going to need some help over the next few months. Yes. Great products and great service. Every business promises it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have been doing that for 48 years. Guys, it's just this simple. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems, and then if you do need service, you get to call them back, and they'll take care of it for you. No 1-800 number, no call center on the other side of the world, no out-of-state technicians to make appointments with, just Mississippi people, a 601 number. And a lot of times they're going to take care of your problem the same day. Because they can. Because they're near you. Because they're your neighbors. 601-362-9192. Visit them online. ABSMS.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Guys, we are, we are, you know, I know we're not far from, you know, you're thinking Christmas. You're like, oh, God, Brian, it's not even Halloween. Don't be that guy. I'm not telling you to put the tree up. I'm just telling you to start putting a thought in the back of your head. And that's. I want a brand new polo for Christmas. I want 
the state, state script. I want the M over S. I want the interlocking. You need to talk to the good folks at the Rogue. They'll get you taken care of. So do that. Check out the Collegiate Collection online at therogue.com and shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. I've ignored my uh, my group text most of the day. Not your, not the one we're in, but the one that my friends are in, just because I'm like, they were talking at, when I woke up at like 7 a.m. Oh, I, like, I was like, I can't. I can't do this all day. Every group text I'm in. Yeah, I was like, I can't. Oh. I can't do it. So, it's just I love those guys, but I just can't. I, I don't you know, and usually we see, you know, like somebody that's on the hard right end mm-hmm. of it that's saying Who's stop being good? negative. No, I'm no, I haven't seen a single person. I have never had a day of Twitter mentions like I had yesterday. It was incredible. Yeah. Every time I looked down I had twenty, twenty plus mentions. There's yeah, anything I, like it. You know, I could I yeah, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. People are mad. They really are. They're really mad. Well, let's see if I can't make them matter. There's no, there's, there's nothing good in here, but these are the things that are true. These are the things that are true. We got sixteen of them. Sixteen things that are true. That's never a good number. The 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 bigger the number, that the the more it hurts. So, I have two in here that are just for me though. Things that bother me. If they bother you as well, so be it. Truth can just be a a, a perception thing, right? My yes. perception of the truth. But number one is one of those things. Look like Kroom, play like Kroom. I don't know what state has to do to stop wearing maroon jerseys and white helmets at home, but it's a terrible look. It doesn't look good. And then you combine that with, you play like that every time. Why are we trying to relive that era? Get it out, maroon helmets at home. Yeah, I hate I hate the white on maroon. If you're wearing a maroon jersey, you're wearing a maroon helmet. When so. was the last time they played well in that? I, I mean, and I, like, they, they wore it last year against Auburn, so that's not the answer. I hate and I hate saying like these the uniforms win or yeah, lose yeah. ball games, but they hardly ever play good in that. They don't. So they play fine on the road sometimes in white helmets. But oh, it, all white looks great. Yeah, maroon with white does not look good. I don't so, like it. That's all right. Number two, if you're going to take something positive from today, here's here it is for you. LSU kicking state's ass isn't a new phenomenon. Let's let's not act like anybody listening. Like how much? What's the percentage of listeners who had state win in this game? Yeah, twenty. And it, and what we we've had we've done this before and we've had these like shows. Yeah. and people have been like, well, y'all didn't even pick them to win. It's not about picking them to it's win. It's how they look. It's how they look. But that being said, that changes a lot of perception. That being said, in '98, State wins the West, but goes to play a three-win LSU team and loses forty-one to six. Yeah. In two thousand seven, they open the season and lose forty-five nothing, and then go on to win eight games. Mm-hmm. State just getting beat up and down the field by LSU is not something special. It's happened most of my life. Yeah, it's just the fact that they look dead. Well, you know, usually in the last ten years. Mississippi State has been competitive. They lost by like what 20, 23 to that Burrow team. Yeah, that, it was like thirty-two to seven, and that something. was one of the best offenses yeah. of all time. I thought they were respectable in that game, and they yeah. that was not a good team. Mm-hmm. So th- to get beat like this when you have the most experienced team in the league, that's the problem. Yeah, you have more. You have more experience on this team than maybe you've ever had. Just mm-hmm. a, just totaling up all the SEC starts. Mm-hmm. To come out there and have that kind of performance is very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Number three. I stole this one from a friend of mine. If you're listening, Riley, he says he doesn't listen, but I think he does. Uh, remember remember last year when we State lost Alabama, and I was talking about you're not mad about Alabama, you're mad about Kentucky? Yes. Sort of the same thing here, right? If State had beaten Arizona 35-7, to Yesterday's not as bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that you've strung together two questionable performances in a row. That's the problem. You know, getting, getting waxed by LSU isn't the problem. It happens. It's going to happen to other teams this year. A lot, of people, a lot of people are just like, I think a lot of people gave up on LSU after the week one game. And I'm, all I'm thinking is, I predict them to lose that game. Yeah. I, I had them losing and then winning the rest of the way. They looked like the team that will do that. They looked really good. I mean, as bad as State looked, LSU punished them in every phase of the game. It's the two games in a row that are the, the issue. It's the game against Arizona that's the big problem here, not the game against LSU. Number they won f- yesterday, thirty-one ten over UTEP. Arizona, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not. They're going to be good. They'll, 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 they'll go to a bowl. I think. They'll go to a bowl. Yeah, tough schedule, but I, they'll, I think go to, they they'll find shot. six wins. Yeah. yeah, I mean they won five last year. They're they're, they're good enough to find another win. Uh, number four, I say this a lot, and I really do believe it, but 
you can change quarterbacks just like any position. Yep. All right. Somebody on your board said this, and I, I don't remember who it was. So I can't credit them, but they made a point. They said, if Nick Saban can change quarterbacks in the, at the half of a national championship game, you can change a quarterback anytime you want to. And you wouldn't let Marks have 20 carries where he gained 30 yards and then say, well, he's the, he's his first string running back. We've got to stick with him. You wouldn't let Tulu Griffin drop six passes and, well, he's first string running receiver. We've got to stick with him. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't let a, a, a lineman miss on a, a number of blocks. You wouldn't let a defensive lineman miss on a tackle. You wouldn't let a cornerback blow 10 coverages. You just wouldn't do it. You'd make a change. Why is it different? And I look, I don't know for a fact that changing quarterbacks will change anything. I don't know that for a fact. What I what do, but I do know for a fact that you have to try it because otherwise you're not you're not, you're doing yourself a dis, and your team and your fan a disservice. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is, but it feels like at Mississippi State it's it's tougher to get the backup some opportunities than in most places. I mean, like you said, I mean, Alabama has already played three quarterbacks in three games. Right, Alabama. And because they, they're trying to figure out what works. Right. You got a guy that we've seen in this offense so far has very dynamic capabilities and changes a lot of what you do. And if he's struggling to pass, guess what? The starter is too. Mm-hmm. I I mean let's just say let's just call it what it but is. What, it, I what mean, you what you get is you have if you have an off if you have offensive line issues you need a more mobile quarterback. Yes, and w- when you're looking at this offense and you know we've said over and over this is Will's opportunity to branch out, show that he can run different offenses. It kind of is a struggle right now. Yeah. There's a lot of like a lot is developing throughout the play when we've seen some of this uh, play action and. You know, a fake on a jet sweep or something like that in a rollout. Mm-hmm. You got to have a guy that's mobile enough to do that. In the air raid, when you have those wide splits and you're dropping back and, and passing every play, mm-hmm. there's a little more opportunity for him to stand in the pocket and kind of survey the field. This offense is a little different. The quarterback's doing a little bit more. He's there's more play action. We're seeing you know reverses. We're seeing misdirection plays. All this stuff, and there's still, if you look at the film, man, there is so many wide-open receivers yeah. that just are not being Rod- seen. Rodgers is, is off right now. He's he just is. off. It's just, and, and it might be the best thing for him to create a little bit of competition yeah. and push him a little bit more because right now there's a lot of comfortability. They're not even – they didn't even play Mike Wright until that fourth down, which was a total screw up. Yeah, where they brought him in and then they had to call, they had to get is, a false start. That is all poor coaching. They yes. bring him in. Okay, it's fourth and one, but now we're going to sub guys out. You don't have enough time, so you take a delay a game and then he has to come out of the game. Yeah. The other thing that bothers me, and I've, I've said it, this is three weeks in a row, and I'm at the point now where I'm actually upset about it. Where it's he can play more than one play in a row. Yes. The way they are using right is ridiculous. It's terrible. Like, they gave him the, 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 the chances in the first game. He rushes for nearly 100 yards. Since then, he's had like two carries. He finally threw a pass last week, and, or this week. It's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But it's just he gets a play, and then he comes out. He gets, you've got to give him a couple of plays. I mean, we're we're acting like this guy is Dak Prescott when he was red when he was a we're, retro we're freshman. We're going further than that. We're acting like it's Darren McFadden running the Wildcat. Yeah. He is a quarterback. I mean, this guy has has played in one games in the SEC. Yeah, and and I feel like you know there's been this narrative created, which we we talked about it a little bit preseason. So maybe we're part of the problem is that you know he was struggling to throw the football. Mm-hmm. But in our in fairness. We talked in great detail about how far he's come throwing the football. Mm -hmm. It is impossible, and I I feel very confident in saying that, it's impossible that Mike Wright is going to come in and deliver worse results than what Mississippi State saw yesterday. I I refuse to believe that. I believe Mike Wright would have been better than 11 of 28. Yes. And and on top of that, he's a guy that is not going to get sacked five times, like like what happened yesterday. Yeah. And again, I don't I don't want this to be an uh, I don't want to pile on Will. I I respect Will as much as anybody else. But I'm just talking about the for the greater good of this offense and how it flows. mm -hmm. 
we've seen this offense with Mike Wright and the and the few plays that we've been able to see, kind of the the possibilities there mm. with that much speed that you have out on the field with him at quarterback, it just creates so much more for this offense. You can run zone read more. You can get out of the pocket whenever the pocket's collapsing on him. There's just so much more opportunities here. And all I'm asking, all I'm saying is, let's see him for a couple of series. Yeah. Let's just, I'm not saying put Will on the bench. He, and I realize he's done a lot for Mississippi State. He's won a lot of games, thrown a lot of yards. But you're trying to, you know, Zach Arnett and Kevin Barbet, they're trying to impress here. I mean, the, right now there's been nothing impressive from the coaching staff to this point. These guys are going to have their job on the line at some point if they keep losing. They've got to produce results. And to me, Mike Wright gives you an opportunity to do a lot more things offensively in what this offense does. Yeah. So it, it might be time to start and giving him some more reps. I get why it's tough, right? Yeah. This is Will Rogers. He's been your starter for three years. He is, you know... Even in yesterday's game, I think he is now the fifth leading passer yeah. in SEC history. I get that that's a t- it's tough to pull the plug on that, mm-hmm. but and it's not really the same. But Tyler Russell, after his one year as a starter, was Mississippi State's. He had set a single season record for passing yards. Yeah, he looked like he was going to be a great passer. But then you realize, you know, Dan was like, "Hey, I got something with Dak," mm-hmm. and you just have to give yourself a chance there. Now it took Tyler getting injured, and I don't want that to happen to Will. But at the end of the day. You are you are you're the football coach. You have to look at everything and say, "Look, I have to make hard decisions sometimes." Yeah, and this sucks. But will we've got to go a different way, or at least we have to at least try something different in game? Because, like I like you said, when you're down twenty four nothing, twenty four seven, give the guy a series. You have nothing to lose. What, what are you What are you doing at that point? I, they I had was amazed. seven yards of offense like, and five am- possessions. I was amazed at how. They even late in the third quarter, Will Rogers was still out there. I was like, "What? What? What are we doing? What are you doing there? Doesn't make any sense." But we we saw it with the last staff. We mm-hmm. saw it. Mullen did stuff like that too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a, it's a, it's an epidemic with coaches. They just they've got to, they got to do it their way. It seems like. But this is something you know, and people will say, "Well, I mean, we got a bunch of critics from their couch or whatever." I mean. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something to change it up. Let let the guy have a couple of series, see what he does. If he's a failure, then go back to what you were doing. But there's nothing wrong with seeing what this guy can do. This is why you brought him in. He's he's here to help you, mm-hmm. and he's played inside the SEC. He knows what to expect. But in today's game of college football, if you don't have a guy that can create. You know, when a play breaks down, mm-hmm. can get out of the pocket, at least move the pocket, mm-hmm. you're in trouble at quarterback. That's just the simple nature of it. Yeah. And in this offense, what they're wanting to run, you've got to have some mobility there at quarterback. You've yeah. got to. And, you know, I, again, I don't, think, I don't think you just throw Will to the, to the trash. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy's, this guy's done so much for Mississippi State over the last few years. Mm-hmm. But you at least got to see what Mike Wright's got. Yeah, just gotta, just see what you've got. You got to do it. No choice. It's, he's got to be. There's got to be something going on in practice that's just a disaster. Like what? How, I don't understand. Well, I can't speak to that. So, uh, number five, football is a pretty easy game to understand. Sometimes, right? You, you, there's only two ways to win games. You're either more talented than your opponent, or you have a better game plan than your opponent. You can win games where you don't have a good game plan if you're more talented, right? You can win games where you're not more talented if you have a good game plan. The thing that is true is if you can't have a good game plan and you aren't more talented, you can't win. That's what happened yesterday. Yeah. Not more talented than LSU. So you got to have a great game plan. And State didn't have any semblance of a game plan. And that's two weeks in a row. You know, Last week, Arnett says uh, our players were able to overcome our, our bad coaching. This week it was. I'm not sure if we didn't execute or if we're not calling the right things. To uh, to to, he he's saying two weeks in a row we have a bad game plan. That's not good. That is not. I'll just go ahead and tell you number. Uh, where is it right here? Number eleven. We'll just make it right now. The early returns on Arnett are not promising. 
You know, you're watching election night, and you're like, all right, 15% of the polls are in, so it's still early, but, you know, candidate A has a commanding lead. Candidate B is probably not coming back. It's, it's not promising early in this tenure. Well, like I said, if you're if you're having to tell people, like, we, we just aren't, we don't have a good game plan or whatever, mm-hmm. and maybe that's coach speak, maybe he's just, you know, trying to protect his players or whatever, but I just have a hard time believing that the players that have played so much SEC football are just not executing. Yeah. They're just not doing their job. Right. And it's just, you know, they're they're going rogue or whatever. They're not the offensive play calls are, are bad right now. The decisions, the the get the rotations are not good. Defense is a is a total mess. Those those guys are not in position. Um they're not getting a push up front. They're not covering. It it's just right now it's not good. It's not good at in any area. So they've got to figure it out and you got five days to six days, whatever to do yeah. it. Yeah. You 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 have to win this game Saturday. And we've talked all summer about how must win this game was, and somehow it's even more must win yeah. than, it, than it was before. And it is for South Carolina too. Yeah. Because if they lose, they're probably I mean, even though Tennessee didn't look great Friday Saturday night, we'll talk about them in a bit. Uh they're looking at one and four if they don't win this game. And I'm wondering, like, if, is this going to be if is this is Saturday a like boost for South Carolina or so they going to be? Flat? I thought about that. I was like, is it like, look, we hung with the the best team in the country and we were so close, we can get this, or is it we gave that everything we had and it wasn't enough? And they have Tennessee after that. Yeah, um, so. it's. It's an interesting game for them, and it is for State, too. I mean, State's got Alabama next week, and yeah. they just got drubbed. Yeah. Uh, number number six. Remember last week when I was like, I think the offense was so bad it made me take away from the defense being good? Yeah, I was right the first time. The defense isn't good. It's not good right now. Looks bad. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you one thing that – and I, t- you remember, I, I talked about this a lot this past offseason. It's like going back to like October and November – when we were talking about state and what they needed to do in the portal, and I was like, they got to get a pass rusher. They got to get a pass rusher. They need somebody on the edge. They got to get a pass. And they didn't do it, and now they don't have any pass rush. And, and when you're running this defense in particular, you, you got to have an edge. You do this yeah. the edge. Montez Sweat would be great in this defense. Oh but, yeah, but he's not. I mean, he's not coming through that door. Uh, or or a, a Sam that is, um, you know, oh, like a, a guy that can get off. The, and they just they don't have that guy. Willie Gay would be great in this defense. Yeah, but. You don't have that guy. And but that's one of those deals where, you know, we talked about preseason, the four-man front, which they, mm-hmm. they had discussed. Like, you got to work around your strengths. You find a, find a way to make it work, and they just, they just aren't doing that right now. The, the staff, too, they say the right things. Like, they say, they say the things in press conferences and stuff that we're all saying, but it's like it's not – right now it's not being put into action. And – that to me is like it's very reminiscent to you know what we experienced with Joe Moorhead. Yeah, that's that's like not every, a good that's not a good thing. You know, every week he would say something, and we'd be like, okay, this week, yeah, it's going to change. Yeah, and so far it hasn't done that. No, so and, we'll, and you look at that game last Saturday, the Arizona game. You know, I say this a lot, and you do too. That turnovers are luck. There's a lot of luck in turn. Now, if you have a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, you're going to get some turnovers, right? Because you yeah. got a first round NFL cornerback. But three interceptions by your linebackers is a lot. There's a lot of luck in there, and I mean you're not gonna have that every week. Mm-mm. You're just not. So yeah, the defense, coverage yesterday was terrible, and you know, Decameron Richardson got burnt. Got burned. They put Hunter Washington out there by himself. Well, he got wait, I'll talk about that in a minute. I thought DeCarlos Nicholson played played really well. well. Played well. But he he might he might be emerging there the other cornerback spot. Be. They got to do something there. Yeah, uh, I think Jacoby Albert being hurt it hurts hurts you. That's too, an SEC he's, player. He's one of your most talented guys. I agree. Uh, number seven. This one's for you guys listening. This is what fans want at a press conference after a game like this. They want the coach to walk in, look at all of us, and say, "Guys, that just wasn't good enough," and I quit. Yeah, that's what they want. It's like there's, I couldn't believe. There's that. nothing else he could have said like, yesterday. Arnett got up there, and to his credit, whether he's a good coach, he's a bad coach, whatever. To his credit, he didn't make excuses. He said, "We didn't have him ready to play. We didn't have a good game plan. That's on us to fix. We're going to work hard and do it." 
those are the things you have to say in that situation, right? Yeah. He didn't throw his players under the bus. He didn't make excuses. He just said, we got whipped. And our fans are fans are just losing their minds. Like that made him that made more him, angry. Made him, him more angry. As if it would have been better if he had just gotten up there and said, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, came in here and thought we were going to win. No, but then they would call him an idiot. Yeah, so there's just no That's what y'all want. Y'all want him to stand up there and go, I quit. I obviously don't know what I'm doing. I quit. <laughs> you know, good luck there, to these guys on the way out. Yeah. There, I, I don't know what y'all want, man. Well, there's nothing that a coach can say. There after isn't, a game. but at the same time, there's got to be some common sense. Like, the guy, guys, if y'all think, if y'all really think that a, a head coach is going to, I don't, I mean, could he. Could could Arnett have such a terrible season that he gets canned after one year? Yeah, I guess so. If he went three and nine, if he lost to Southern, yeah, like yeah. So, like Sillman would have to say this wasn't the guy I hired. Yeah, I didn't I want hire, to hire him. my guy. Gonna, yeah, that, yeah, that's the way it has. Could it happen? Sure, but you guys are, are are like y'all are so bloodthirsty. Like the like immediately needs to be fired. Yeah, I will say this. It's Yesterday, t- I had no desire to. Go on the board and argue with people, <laughs> uh, yeah, I stayed away. or anything like that. The people were justified in being angry, so those people are those people that we just let them. Fly My last post yesterday. on the board was, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, it's just I, I just don't know what sometimes what people want. Like I, just, I don't I don't know what y'all want, guys. Fanatics. They, I mean, it, there's a reason it's short for that. I mean, and I like I, I totally get the frustration. I do. Like, I, no, no frustration. I understand, but it's just the you know it. It brings out social media and message boards. Yeah. It allows people an opportunity to go voice their frustrations in the middle of a game. Yeah. And you and I, I mean, I do it with the Steelers every single week. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to fire Mike Tomlin. I do it during the game. Single... You and I are sitting next to each other, and I'm just like, what are they doing? And yeah. I, you know, I'm frustrated. But Well, there's been times we've said up there, like, this ain't going to work. Yeah. You know, this this ain't going to work. Yeah. But, and, and that's, you get to, people get to speak their mind on a forum or on social media, and that's what you get. This team would be down to, like, Chad Bumpus as the head yeah. coach by the end of the season. If the, they won't ever turn on Bump. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. He's good. All right. Number, He's not Bumpus coach. Yeah. Number eight, something you just talked about. Who, in your opinion, the last 20 years, who's the best safety in the NFL? I say Ed Reed. Yeah, he's. that's probably going to be you know, the guy. Ed Reed is probably the guy, right? Okay. Yeah, I can't Best receiver the last 20 years. I say Randy Moss. The last twenty years, yeah. So that back to two thousand and three, yeah. He was still around. Oh yeah, he was very much still going. Uh, him or Terrell Owens, Larry Fitzgerald. Pick one. I don't care. I don't Terrell care who Owens. you pick. Larry Fitzgerald. It would be Calvin Johnson. Well, Cal, um, Megatron. Well, Larry Fitzgerald would probably be the most productive. Okay. Well, but just pick I mean, one. I don't care. Pick one. Rand, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. We'll go Moss. Would you put Ed Reed man on man with Randy Moss single coverage? Mm, yeah. You would? I will if that's my if that if my defense has an Ed Reed on it. No, no, he's going to cover him man for man. It, it depends on who the corners sink. are. No, 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 no. You've got it. You're going to draw up a defense. Well, I think Ed Reed is more capable than a lot I of agree. cornerbacks. All right. Well, Ed Reed and is. But I'm just if saying. You, if you told me that you know Darius Slay is out there at corner, then you, no, you're not ever. You wouldn't. You'd say, you, what you're saying is you don't want a safety. Elite safeties shouldn't be covering elite receivers. If they could, they'd be cornerbacks. It just, well, you use the best safety. I did, and that's one my of the point. best safeties would, of all time. I think that, I think Moss would torch Ed Reed. I don't know. Like I think Ed Reed would be able to kind of hang with him. You, I, I, like you, I said, I would take Ed Reed over most cornerbacks. You send Randy cover. Moss on a go route over Ed Reed, and he's catching that ball. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, well, that's my point. But elite receivers need elite cornerbacks, and if you don't have elite cornerbacks, it doesn't matter. Corners are by definition better man-to-man coverers than safeties are. Yeah, I do not like. Putting us, but I, I get you what they're can't tr- draw up those defenses. You just have to say we can't. There, you have to look into yourself on tape and say, all right, now if we do this, we're going to end up with a safety one on one with elite neighbors. So we can't do that. It has to be that simple. We can't do that. The the one thing I'll say about Hunter Washington is he's basically he a played corner. corner, so it's a little different for him than it is for Sean Preston. It, it didn't look different. Well. In fairness, too, Malik Neighbors is Malik Neighbors. You shouldn't, he shouldn't be in single-man coverage anyway. I agree. State, State should have had a cornerback on him and a safety over the top. Agreed. And it's happened so many times over the last few years. Somebody is stuck on the best receiver on the team and one of the best receivers in the country all the time. 
in the SEC, and it's it ends poorly. We saw it with Colin Duncan. We've seen it with Sean Preston. We've seen it with Landy. It, it drives me insane. Like, I, and like Hunter Washington, like okay, I, I think he can cover okay. Yeah, but he shouldn't be by himself. He shouldn't be man on man with the best receiver in the conference. And then you know, DKM Richardson's. Ten yards behind him as he's running down the sidelines. Well, like state, I, state doing the I'm going to play ten yards off and then I'm going to play drop ten yards and then I'm still going to get beat deep defense. That's never going to work. They were getting beat underneath all day. Oh, yeah, and the they were one, getting beat the over one, the top. The one play that stood out to me, and I know you remember, it was like third and twelve or something, and he just ran a square in, and there's literally nobody within five yards of him. I mean, they were like, just how does they that were just guy get they were just getting up. across the middle and sitting down. Yeah. They were just sitting down right there yeah. in front of the sticks, catching the ball, nobody there, and then taking off for a first State down. State trying to figure out how to win defense when uh, you can't get pressure and you can't cover. you got to be able to do one or the other. That, that's, what's, that's what's really frustrating about this defense. Is is there's no pressure either. You're like, okay, well, they're, they're not sending anybody right here. They're sending three guys, yeah. and they still give up a pass. Yeah. And then you, you bring a blitz, and you can't, you can't get, get to him. him. And it's I, a big pass. I thought one of, one of the. I think I don't know how. I don't think they had two sacks. One of them is Crumity on a three man blitz or three man rush. He just beat his guy and got to, yeah. got to Daniels. Yeah, and it's like man, I've got to figure something out there. They've they've yeah. got to safeties on 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 elite receivers. Man. I, I don't understand. State, State needs to play Deontay Anderson more. Mm-hmm. He is one of the few guys that's getting into the backfield mm-hmm. and creating some issues. He needs to play more. DeCarlos Nicholson needs to play more. Those are the type of players, and they're, there's a direct correlation with star ratings and talent. Mm-hmm. Those two are four-star players, mm-hmm. and it shows. If you look at them on the field, they look like four-stars, mm-hmm. and they're making plays. So they've, they've got to play their most talented players out there in some, in some of these situations Agreed. to try to get some help. Agreed. because. At some point, even if these guys are inexperienced or they're not doing a lot, they're going to flash. Yeah. And that's what we saw yesterday with those two. They actually looked like they belonged. Yeah. Going back to Moncrief trying to be covered by Nico Whitley out there, which is Ugh. ridiculous. Uh, number nine, you already said this, but I'll say it again. In either side of the ball, this team has no identity. Mm-mm. Like Offensively, they can't seem to run, but they also can't seem to pass. They don't. The one game, they run way too much. The next game, they're passing too much, it feels like. Uh, defensively, they don't bring pressure, but they're not great in coverage either. They, they, they have no identity. And you've got to have something to build off. There's got to be something like, well, when you play Mississippi State, you got to watch out for. What, what's the answer for that for Mississippi State right now? Tripping over somebody on your way to the end zone? I, I thought yesterday they could have ran the football. That's what's crazy. Is like, uh, I mean, at some point, don't you have to say, okay, let's, let's again, it goes back to it. Let's change. You don't even, I'm not even talking about changing quarterbacks. I mean, what, saying, what did Marks have? Eight br- bring in an extra tight end. Go go two tight ends. Go two backs and, and have a lead blocker. Do something. Well, th- th- that's Marks, the Marks had seventy five yards rushing, I think, on like he, eight carries. But he had a fifty two yard rush in there. But again, on eight yeah. carries. Yeah, you like got, what? Like you got you again. Last, last week he's had back to back one hundred yard games. Last week you didn't give Rodgers enough opportunities. This week you didn't give Marks enough opportunities. And so the whole thing of a Barbe saying, "Well, I got to get the best playmakers the ball." It's not happening. No. It's not happening. And again, like, you know, I, I don't know what the situation was. Jaden Wally didn't play yesterday. Yeah. We, I saw Creed Whittemore on the field a couple of he times. A, he had a couple He snaps. didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. No. They didn't try to get in the ball. Yeah. You know, they tried to throw it to Xavion Thomas. That didn't work. He had get, one catch, didn't he? Give them, give them opportunities in space somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Well, throw a short pass. Not a, it's, 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 it, this offense right now is painful because there's no identity. And the thing is, like it's like I said, I I like this offense. I like the, I like the possibilities of this offense. I think there's stuff there mm-hmm. that this could be an exciting offense. Mm-hmm. It's like they refuse to do the the things that would make it exciting. Yeah, and that to me that just exemplifies. We talked about it last week. It exemplifies Mississippi State. Yeah. It's a, it's always there's always something holding these offenses back from making it really exciting football. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight carries, seventy five yards for Jaquavis Marks, average nine yards a carry. Yeah, had the fifty two yarder and then his other seven but carries who's to were say, for you know, twenty three yards. I mean that's 
still okay. One thing to, to consider, you know, you say, oh, he had a 52-yard run, so that sort of excuse it. Well, what's to say he wouldn't have another one? Exactly. He's capable Xavier of having Thomas, those kind like, of runs. Give Xavion Thomas a, a sweep yeah. or something. Give, Tulu had three carries for 24 yards. Yeah. So them two averaged nearly nine yards a rush combined. Yeah. They averaged uh, four and a half yards. That's they averaged four and a half yards a rush with Will Rogers uh, losing negative twenty five yards. Yeah. Uh, number ten, the most disappointing part of of this is the way these lines are playing. Both lines. Mm-hmm. When you consider the amount of experience on these lines, they should be better, and they're just not. Like, I, I, I'm willing to to give away the Arizona game because early in the game they were dominant, and then when Arizona started loading up the box because they knew State wasn't going to pass. It's difficult to block seven, eight guys. It, it just is. is. I get that. Yeah. But yesterday, they were just getting whipped one-on-one. Just getting whipped one-on-one. And then defensively, the defensive line, there's no push. There's no push whatsoever. Pickering and Crumity, they, they just, they're just not there. And, the you know, again, this isn't LSU of old. Yeah. That's a good offensive line for them. It, it, it's it is. good, but, the, but I'm talking like both sides combined, this isn't the best lines they've ever had. Yeah. It's not to the point where you should be getting demolished like you are up front because you've got the dudes. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got the experience. But for whatever reason, this offensive line is just not coming. And one of the problems is they don't have a solidified offensive line. Right. We're seeing the right tackles, switch out, left tackles. Get your five best players in the game and roll with it. Mm-hmm. Because right now there's there's no cohesiveness with the group. They're really struggling on the edges. You know, Leon Bell has looked decent when he's come in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what he would have been like had he gotten here in January, or even a little bit early, a little bit later than that. Yeah, um, because he looks really good. I think Cam Jones is better on the interior. I agree. I think Percy Lewis is probably he needs to nail down that spot at left tackle. I think, mm-hmm. but they were getting absolutely just killed on the edges. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, yeah, and, and that's, that's got to get fixed. We talked about that last year. Teams are going to start doing that more and more. We talked about that last year with the air raid because you know there's no tight end. There's no now you have ways to help. You have tight the ends. Tight ends so two far backs. for state has been non-existent. It's been really weird. Like uh, Joquarius Spivey, I thought state would be okay there. They could work around it, but they can't. No. I, I think losing him was huge. Yeah, I agree. Ah, uh, where are we? I already did number 11. The early returns on Arnett are not promising. Number 12. The SEC is absolute garbage. This is the worst this conference has been in decades. It looks bad. Nobody on the schedule is unbeatable. Kentucky hasn't looked great. Arkansas lost to BYU at home. Uh, A&M is A&M. Ole Miss gave up almost 500 yards to Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech had like three touchdowns they didn't yeah. hit. And Alabama is not the Alabama of old. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But there's the, the game, South Carolina has not looked great. And then the teams that State's not playing, I mean, I don't know what to make of Florida, Tennessee. What a weird game. Uh, Missouri has looks completely unimpressive beating Middle Tennessee State by four, then just goes and beats Kansas State, the defending Big 12 champions. It's the longest field goal in SEC history. In SEC to history. Win it. The thick kicker. Big boy. Yeah. T H I C C. He's big boy. It's funny, last week on the on Sports Talk, uh Borky and, and Cross and I were, were talking about the Caden uh, is it Caden Wilson, the Ole Miss kicker, is that his name? Um I forget what his name is. My apologies. But he had a fifty six yarder against it's not, it's not Costa. No, it's it? not him anymore. He had a 50, He's the one that failed the drug test. Right. He had a fifty six yarder against Tulane, right? And they were like, Do you think that'll be the longest field goal in the SEC this season? And I went and looked. I was like, "Well, the longest field goal last year was 56, so yeah, it probably will be." And then one, you know, four days later, a 61 yarder, which that will probably be the longest field goal. But the SEC, I mean, if you're looking at state and you're like, "Oh, they might go winless in the conference," nah, they they got great opportunities to win games because nobody else is that good either. I've never seen it this down. It's really weird. Yeah, you know, I, I think it reminds me of before. Like you know, when Florida, Florida got real good, you know, when Florida won the, the title in 06, and that started the run of SEC teams, wasn't that impressive? Fun. But prior to that, like you know, the SEC would have a good team, but they, it was never just this kind of dominance. Now, I mean, th- th- there's parity almost. That, that's the thing. Like if State looked like you know Kentucky that's played a super 
unimpressive schedule mm-hmm. so far. They played Akron last night, and it it just wasn't a very impressive ball game. Mm-hmm. State fans would be very worried about their team. I think. Yeah. Looking at those games, like we hadn't played nobody, and we're you know scoring twenty four points or whatever against Ball State, whatever they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know these games are not. Like I, I realize people are saying right now, like this offense can't do anything. If the coaches ever get to the point where they're like, okay, we're doing this to fix this or whatever, and you know Mike Wright gets a shot or they adjust, you know what they do from a play calling standpoint, this team's perfectly capable of being what we've thought they could be. Mm-hmm. The schedule is not at all daunting. Right now, it could also go the other way. Yeah, they they could very easily lose to all these teams. Yeah, that so I mean it's it can go either way. Right. But I don't look at this. I don't even look at as crazy as it sounds. I don't even look at the Alabama game anymore and no. say state's going to lose well, this forty five to six. Well, let's do that one now because that's number thirteen. It's going to hurt to watch South Florida compete with Alabama and state not better than yeah. Like if state loses that game by like thirty five points or so, like they've been doing. I mean, it's got to it's got to raise real questions because Texas beats them and then they only beat I mean that they were they were South Florida was, was in the game the whole three. way and they finished at seventeen to three yeah and like if State loses big I mean how yeah because this team is not what yeah. they what they're not been. what they used to be and everybody sees it it's not like people are saying well you know they and they're going to turn on like no everybody see, even the Alabama people see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Number 14. This is supposed to be the up year in, in the cycle. All right. This was supposed to be. You got a veteran team. You got eight home games. This is a year to, to win. If State misses the cycle, the, the up year, for a second straight time, you, you're going to have fans just say, like, I'm not doing this anymore. All right. You, you got to have that up year. Ole Miss had it in 2021, right? They go, they win 10 games. They, now their fans are pumped for the next couple years. Then they'll have, you know, they'll, they'll they'll do what they do this year. They'll do what they do next year, and then they'll have another up year. You've got to have those years when you're Mississippi State, and you missed it in 18, and it looks like you're going to miss it again. And people are just going to say, "I don't need to buy season tickets. I don't need it's to do this." It's just bad luck. Yeah. By I mean, the way, so did they just did somebody just buy the tickets and didn't come to the game? Like somebody just a bought like a crown, like, but they, they said it was a sellout. And well, you, well, you know what happens when I mean, they, 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 they the athletic department sells them at a discount. The, yeah. Well, no, I mean like the tickets all get sold, right? But then you have the secondary market with yeah, you know Seat Geek and all that. Yeah. That's where everything gets lost. I think I think it's different. I think because there were some big chunks of seats. I think somebody bought the seats. Let's the way Nebraska does. So, so yeah, Nebraska does that. They have people who do that. For I them. thought it was it's I, a decent crowd. I don't think you could be upset about the crowd at all. No, for no. eleven a.m. game. I, I will say this: we can't gripe anymore about the crowd because no. now it's going to be like the team's not any good. No, no. The, I'll can't. tell you this: I will say this: that it's the crowd did everything they possibly the, could, the, and the they let the seating thing has to be addressed. There's a, way too much purple and gold in those forty and fifty yard line seats. That is a problem. They got to yep. do something about that. That's that is absolutely a problem. It needs yeah. to be addressed. Uh, and I don't know what you do, but that's got to be fixed. I agree. Uh, number fifteen. You know, Zach Arnett was pretty adamant that he's not involved in the offense. Not going to be involved in the offense. I, I I don't know that I believe him. You think that he I, is I think, involved? I, I think he's got because it just doesn't look right. This isn't what Barbe was doing last year at App State. Do you think he's just saying, like, hey, we need to run the football here? I don't, I don't know what he's doing. That's my point. I don't know. Because last week it was too many runs, and this week it was too many passes. I don't know. That's what makes me think he's doing it. It's like they listened like too much to the fans. Like, oh, we, gotta, we have to pass But then he says he doesn't listen to the fans. Well, you know, Barbe admitted that he, yeah. he heard people talking about it. Yeah. But, it's like they were like, okay, we're we're gonna make an emphasis to pass it. Well, you, not like that. You think people were coming up to me like the high school game, or like you should pass more or something? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Kevin Barbet the other night, and I was like, it, it was tongue in cheek, but I was like, hey. Uh, but he took it seriously. Do you, you think you might can throw it a little more on Saturday? Because I don't want to deal with that on the message board anymore. And he looked at me like, are you serious? Did you just say what I thought you said? And I was just, you know, I was, I was kind of joking, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, it'd be cool. Well, he was he was just like, I'll show him. 
Throw it every play. <laughs> so yeah, they got. They got a, they, I just don't know about. I, I think Arnett might be a little more involved than we think he is, and I, that's not a good thing, in my opinion. All right, last know. one, and I, I like I said, I had two of them that were just for me. This is the second one. Bothered me. I don't know why, but bothered me. Why can't states ban being full uniform if LSU's band is in full uniform? I didn't even look. So they wearing t-shirts. They weren't. They were in polos and shorts, but LSU's band's in full uniform. It's the same temperature on both sides of the stadium. Yeah. So I, t- I texted my wife, who was in the famous Maroon Band. She was like, "Just that's just weak." She was. She was like, "That's weak." She. She. She is like. What, what did she play? The. She played the trumpet. Okay. So she. Does she ever just like randomly pull a trumpet out? I don't, and start I don't think she it? owns a trumpet anymore. That'd be funny if like she just woke you up with a. So. And she's not listening, so I won't say. But one of my cousins had a trumpet player at her at her wedding, who was not good. Oh. And my wife was like, "She could have just asked." I would play. <laughs> so, uh, you could have but Hell like, State play like, for you every day. My, my my wife is like like an old football player. Like you know, these kids are soft. She's like that with the band. They're soft. That's great. Put the uniform on. But I, like, it drives me. It's one of those things that just drives me insane. When 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 State wins, I never notice these things. When they lose, I get to nitpick. We had another one yesterday that state comes out on the field, everybody's their music's blaring, you're trying to fire everybody up. And here's our sponsor of the game. And we're gonna put them on the Jumbotron and we gotta stop the music so that we can sp- Man, do they that hit, before everything else. They hit they everybody like I, I, I pointed this out to you immediately. Yes. They they do the intro video. You see people lining up at the and, 20. And I said, Brian. Please tell me they're not about to do this yeah. right right before or during or whatever this this uh, yeah and and so they did it. I was like, okay, okay, they're letting them do it. Then they hit uh, Seven Nation Army, which yeah. everybody's going, oh, everybody's getting, getting loud. At, turn it down. Turn it All right, down. guys, here's our sponsor, Bank Corp South or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, like what what are we doing? That's got to be something that you do on the field before the band comes on the field, like you know. Once again, Mississippi State needs that VP of common sense. He just goes, guys, the pregame has to be flowing to get the fans into the game. We can't stop it to recognize our sponsor. Yeah. The, All right. We can that do that stuff, literally any other time. That that stuff playing the same music again. We like we've talked about. We mm-hmm. are like adamant. They've got to figure out the music thing. Yeah. The well, like I mean, the the mumble rap stuff. Yeah. Does not do anything to fire up the crowd. You're trying to get the f- the fans excited. Yeah, you're not. It's not about the players. The players, the, play, the, the players fans, will, get the players, the players will take care go. of themselves. Yeah. So yeah, welcome that, to the jungle for ten seconds. I need more of that. Yeah. You know, and that, like I feel like again that we we're like the old man shaking his fist at the cloud, but but like that stuff has then, to but improve. But then like, you also have that the audio is not good in the state. Audio is terrible. You know, I mean, they just they got so much to do. I, I feel like Selman this offseason is going to be incredibly busy. Because I bet you he's make. I, I, I think, I have to hope, he's making a list. He's like, we're going to fix all these things. Because all of the stuff that, has been problems for years. And a lot of these things don't cost any money. Like the, no. it'll, it'll cost money to fix the speakers. But, you know, go to an, if you've never been to an Alabama game, go listen to the music that's played in an Alabama game. There, there's no pop. Yeah, there's no slow country or anything. There's they they are getting their fans into the game. They played Stacy's mom yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and, and I heard the set so. list from. I could hear the set list when I was coming up mm-hmm. to the stadium. They played uh, mm-hmm. the Kid Rock where he's he's talking about Sweet Home Alabama. I hate that song. All yes, right. first off, every time I hear song. every time I hear it on the radio, I think I'm about to hear Werewolves of London. It's a mixture between Sweet Home Alabama and Werewolves, Werewolves of London, London. And but it's, it's also say, it says Sweet Home Alabama in the song. You're Mississippi. Just it's yeah, just terrible. And it doesn't do anything to get anybody fired no. up or like that stuff is it's, it's just it's back to the original comment that I've said. Yeah. Well, this is just how we've done things yeah. here. That's that's it's, plagued Mississippi it's, State it's the for same years. Way in baseball, I can tell if you tell me what song is playing, I can almost tell you what inning it is. Yeah. Like they just do I know the same thing. It's the same song. It's the same every game. And, and people will, will listen to this and say, "All right, now you've God, y'all stop talking about this is the kind of stuff that that holds Mississippi State back. As stupid as that sounds, yeah. Mississippi State has got to take pride in itself. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, it's to, like the jerseys. We, you, we harped you, on the jerseys, the logos, and stuff. It's about if you can't looking take care nice. Of little things you can't take care of big things. Yeah, you know. And if you're just like, well, this is like, how it's always like been done. If I if you can't keep a plan alive, I won't let you watch my kids. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple, right? If you can't do a little thing, I can't trust you to do a big thing. 
And if I can't, if you can't do this, why would I trust you to do that? So, simple. That's why I think it's good to have new blood in here. I agree. I people, agree. People that can look at stuff and say, this doesn't make sense. I agree. All right. I think the little things are important. Let's talk about something else that's important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or Brupolo over in Tupelo. We got a theme this week, Robbie. This week is going to be places where it might make sense to have a coffee place. It would actually, yeah, it would make sense. Not be a little weird. It would not be a little weird. Okay. It might not be that weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in hot coffee. Yes, that would actually be an excellent location. It'd be a great location for a co- for a strange brew coffee house. But until that day, but they also of, have cold coffee. Yes, until that day, citizens of hot coffee. You can always go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. By the way, we have a surprise uh, coming up, Strange Brew Coffee related. We'll give you more details when when it comes. uh, I love surprises. I know you do. All right. For State, I hate it, but it's Will Rogers. No coffee for Will Rogers. He played terribly. He played terribly. And and look, I don't don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's, you know, the play calling. I don't know if it's Barbe has come up with a scheme that doesn't fit his players, which is the opposite of what he said he was going to do. I don't know. I just know that 11 for 28 gets you no coffee. It was rough. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way around that. That's bad quarterback play. Will knows it. doesn't need me to tell him. It's not like I'm over here you know, talking to him like he's not a human or something. I'm just saying that Will Rogers played poorly and he gets no coffee. Yeah. I mean, I, if, it, if he looked at that and said, I played well. Yeah, he's not doing that. No. He knows. Uh, in the something's SEC, way off. In the SEC, I almost went with uh, Vanderbilt here because that was a crazy ending, and they lose to UNLV. But did you see the ending of that game? No. I watched a little bit of it. They scored to tie it up. Then they get an interception, and it looks like they're going to kick a field goal to win. They miss the field goal, but they leave enough time for UNLV, who goes down and kicks a field goal to win. Oh, brutal! But it's got to be Tennessee. Yeah. The way they went in the swamp and just got punched in the mouth. I didn't know Florida was capable of that. And that that Florida team, I still don't think they're very good, but they showed some life. They showed some heart. So so we'll see if they can turn things around. Tennessee, I think Tennessee's still probably going to be a pretty decent team. But Joe Milton, I mean, everybody was ready to anoint him. And even I said something. I was like, I I did say, I I felt like I quantified it enough. I said, look, if he figures it out, he could be the first pick in the draft. He just hasn't figured it out. And I don't know that he will. It it absolutely is one of those, like, if it ever comes together, but he's done nothing to prove it. I'm just it. saying that if if there was a Frankenstein situation and I could put Will Rogers' brain in Joe Milton's body, I got the best quarterback of all time. Somebody made a good point. I saw Borky going back and forth about like how many teams would take Spencer Sanders right now. Oh, a bunch, a bunch. Like most of the SEC. Yeah, this is like the old like this the locked 19, up these... 1970s Alabama where Bear Bryant yeah. would have 128 people on scholarship. Lane Kiffin just locked up three starting quarterbacks. To, Walker to... Howard would probably start yeah. at a bunch of schools just to sit there and hold a clipboard. Yeah, the Simmons kid in a year probably started a bunch of schools. He's probably too young right now, but still. Nationally, if you're Dan Mullen, you smiled yesterday because you no longer have the most embarrassing loss to South Alabama in history. Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State, no coffee for you. So this morning when you wake up and you're watching OAN, no coffee for you. They he, lost. he didn't wear he didn't wear khaki shorts like Dan. He wore jorts probably on the sideline with his mullet. <laughs> the, he had the cut off cut off jeans yeah. came up to the thighs. He had a uh, he was wearing a, a a tank top that just said "kicking ass" and had Yosemite Sam on it. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Uh, Got hair 33. all over his back. Thirty-three to seven, they lost to South Woo! Alabama. That's rough. Would you uh, rather? Would you rather lose by you know missing a field goal or lose thirty-three to seven? I'd rather lose by missing a field goal. I'll be honest with you. Thirty-three to seven it, to a to a the group field of, goal looks like it was just a fluke. Yeah, you know, like it. Well, yeah, getting your butt beat. There's no, there's nothing to that. Yeah, they yeah. they got crushed. They got crushed. So South uh, South Alabama, great work, and uh, Oklahoma State, no coffee for you in Stillwater today. Eh. Zach Selman will be happy to hear that. I'm sure he's not a big Oklahoma State guy. All right. We talked to Arnett tomorrow. I have a question for him. I'm interested to see what he says. Um, And then we'll talk about that. We'll have our SEC pick. Did we we 
We had no differences this week, right? No. No. So still back, back still weeks, no differences. Up two. I think we're going to have one this week for sure. I'm almost positive. We're going to at some point. The SEC is right now so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. My, exactly. My picks By the way, against, I don't know if you my, saw. My picks against the spread right now are just. Disaster. I don't know if you saw. Uh, Carolina opens as a four and a half point favorite. Fair. You know what that means? It means that the betters like state. Yeah. Because otherwise they're at home, they'd be a six point favorite. I think people suspect that Carolina might be flat. There's week. that. And that Carolina still I think can't they could, block. But it's still, it's still, still a block. situation where State's got to State's got to play better, too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk. we got plenty all week to talk about it. All right, guys. Have a great Monday. And uh, Robbie and I will be back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Get up, get up, get up. Drop the bomb, A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.